I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton. And if you like this show, I urge you to hit that like and subscribe button. Not only will you get notifications when new episodes drop, but you'll put a big old smile on my face. My guests today are Alex Zab, Bill Doyle, and O.C. Norman from the Mixed Martial Arts School, Instinct Fitness. If you're interested in getting in amazing shape, or if you're interested in giving yourself the gift of self-defense and confidence, Instinct is the place to be. I can't put into words the positive impact martial arts has made on my life. I feel extremely lucky to have a school like Instinct here in Hamilton. It's a place where I get to continue learning new skills, get in good physical shape, and have an awesome time while doing it. If you're interested in learning about what mixed martial arts at Instinct can do for you or your children, this is the episode for you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my very good friends, Bill, Alec, and Osi. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sattels, and you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. O.C., how dare you? How dare you? You've been here. This is your third time. You've hit the trifecta, and you came in with one of my corner store specialties. Yeah. <laughs> empanadas for the win. You got the emp- You got that steak and cheese empanada, yes, don't I you? Yes, I did. Bro, <laughs> how does a corner store have empanadas that are that good? And and the fried chicken's not bad either. The fried chicken's good, too. Yeah. It's, it's a problem. It's right on my corner, so I'm always <laughs> like... Could have a salad tonight, but man, so uh, Alec and OC, you guys have been here three times before, and things are different now. You you were once just an instructor, but now you, sir, are a business owner. Yep. You own, you are the proud owner of Instinct Fitness, correct? Uh, well, there's two of us. It's Bill. Are you guys co-owners? Yeah, it's Alec and I. Oh, no way. Yeah. Did, was this all decided during the pandemic, or was this uh, something in the works, like, way before that? It was in the works before that, um, and then it just kind of came together. Yeah, we had talked about it previously, and then when it was the right time, we launched it, yeah. So w- what exactly was that process like? I mean, I know I, I own my own school, but it's a different kind of school. Uh, what was the process like getting the building, finding the right place? I don't know what kind of loopholes and uh, red tape stuff and all that jazz that goes along with uh, trying to find a business. Yeah, there was a lot of that and just planning and meetings and stuff like that. And the place we were looking at used to be an old martial arts studio. Wait. There in that building where you are right now is an old martial arts studio. No, it was at, it's nearby, um, behind Showcase. I heard about one place that people talk about. It was, was it Ninja or something with the Ninja? It was originally Darcy's Taekwondo, Darcy's Karate. I had actually that was my original gym. That's my first look at martial arts back when I was just a little guy. It's funny because when we were hitting pads the other day, I felt the power. Let me tell you something. When Bill kicks. I knew that was Taekwondo, first of all. You don't just train jujitsu and be able to throw kicks like that. And I remember holding those pads for Bill, and he's throwing, and I'm like, holy crap. 
this is really hard. And then I thought to myself, oh, my God, that was just his left leg. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny what uh, stays with you. I was only four years old when I started, went to about 11. Um, It's something about that, right? When you do it at that young of an age. Yeah, the way that they teach you, they break the kicks down. Uh, You just repeat it over and over again. It's true what they say. It becomes muscle memory. And even if you haven't thrown a kick in five years, if you're going to throw a kick, you're going to do it that way that you originally learned. Yeah. So, so I, I have my black belt in Taekwondo for whatever that's worth. And I, I, I do really appreciate having that because, uh, though I don't agree with a lot of the style now that we're way more educated as far as mixed martial arts and fighting goes, I can't deny the kicks. The kicks are, are the thing that I took from that, that still stick with me to this day. And dude, uh, my wife, my birthday's coming up. And my wife asked me what to get, and I'll, I'm push. I'm almost, I'm almost forty, but still, I told her, you know those those stretching machines that you spin the wheel and <laughs> it breaks. Uh, I'm gonna be using that. So, because uh, I can throw kicks still, but they're not what they used to be, and I cannot throw a left roundhouse to save my life. So I'm working on that. But uh, you certainly can, sir. Yeah, it is funny that little machine that you talk about. Yeah. Most people probably don't know what it is unless you've been in a taekwondo gym but (laughs) if you've been in a taekwondo gym you've definitely seen one uh it is kind of funny how it works yeah yeah it's definitely one way to learn how to do a split (laughs) (laughs) are any of you able to do a split not anymore i used to be able to do uh the straddle like uh van damme style yeah yeah between two chairs or cars that are driving (laughs) (laughs) yeah never not not even not even close banana splits about as close as i can get there What's a banana split? Like the ice cream. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there was one day in my entire life where I was able to do the split, and that was literally the day of my Taekwondo black belt test. Like, we were going for, like, four hours, and after, like, hundreds of kicks, hundreds of whatever, I could finally do it, and, like, the next day it was gone. But I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back. So you own a mixed martial Is it fair to say it's a mixed martial arts school? Yeah, mixed martial arts, and also we do fitness. It's really important for me. I, I, I don't know if you realize this, and I don't need to thank you or anything. I literally do this because I want to. That's I'm, I'm constantly promoting your school, like to my students, to friends, always trying to bring people in. What I've come to find is most people look at it like even joining any gym. It's like people who have never come into a, a martial arts studio. I mean, most people are nervous to go to a gym for the first time, weightlifting gym, and w- which, you know, none of us are. We've done it forever. It's hard to even imagine. But to the average person who's never done that before, it's like kind of terrifying. They have to build themselves up to it. To anyone listening this to this who, who might be interested, who probably are interested, but might not just being able to pull the trigger, maybe because they're nervous or busy or whatever the reason... How would you describe your school? What what would people experience? Uh, a very welcoming atmosphere. Uh, it's always kind of funny to me when people come in and they're very intimidated just because I, that's not what we are about. Um, and I, I guess, you know, people see cage fighting or UFC on TV and they expect, like, I'm going to get punched in the face immediately. And that's just not how we do things. And we do it in a fun, safe environment. Uh if you're looking to get in shape, it's a, it's definitely a different way that will keep you on track. I think better than any other kind of fitness program because you're learning a skill and you're developing that skill over time. Whether you want to go and eventually compete, you know, that's up to you. We're, that's not something we 
force or anything like that. But, you know, it is. You know. I, uh, my, sadly, even though it was short-lived, my competing days are over. Uh, I, I am. No, no, they're not. I know. I really <laughs> want to keep competing. You'll compete again. Yeah, Lisa, you hear that? Alex telling you. It's not up to me, dude. <laughs> Bill, do you know what happened to me? It was, no. a, so I had been going to Naga before, way before I met Alec. Like, I had never even been in a jiu-jitsu school. But through pro wrestling, like, I had been trying arm bars, you know, doing different guillotines and stuff like that. And so I would sign up for Naga with no experience, no team. And, you know, I'd win some, I'd lose some, but I always loved it. Uh, and then finally... Finally, through OC and Alec and a few others, I, like, started gaining some skill. Uh, and, dude, there I was. Uh, I had won my first two matches. I was going on to the finals against this one dude. And he, Alec was there for it. Um, I don't think you knew what was going on. Like, you guys just thought I tapped, right? Yeah, not till after. Not till after you are holding your arm. Yeah, so the guy is going for an arm bar, and I'm just trying to defend it. And something about me pulling my arm in, him pulling it out, my pectoral ripped completely off the bone. And, you know, that, that was the next year of my life. Could you, it was audible? Could you hear the, the snap? You know, I wonder that so often. I'm, I'm always thinking like that about that moment. But, like, with the intensity of a jiu-jitsu match, along with the pain I felt, like, I, it's so hard for me to piece everything together. Like, it's almost as if we shook hands to go, and then people are standing over me, and everything between is like, uh, it's a blur. But uh, I'm sure if I, like, was listening, I would have heard something. And how long ago was that? It's about three years ago now. Two, three years would be this January. Oh, so you, you're fully recovered now? You're ready to go? I'm about as recovered as I'll ever be. Things, dude, every time I leave the studio, it definitely feels weird over here. But um, this is the best I've felt since the injury. I was very worried for a long time. So, Sam, we had a good night of training uh, about a week and a half ago. We were doing the stand-up. The, 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 the smaller class, right? It was a smaller class. There was four of us in total. And we just got a, a few rounds in from the feet. And I do have to say I was pretty impressed with what you were doing out there. Really? I, well, I, I, I made it a point to say something in that class, but uh, – you were taking the positions and you were thinking through them. It wasn't just a brute force thing. You were thinking through what you wanted to do and you were being very creative out there. And I, I did see that as a skill that a competitor would definitely need to have. So if you ever thought about competing, you would, uh, I think you would do well. That means a lot, man. Cause I do think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, OC and Alec can tell you when I first started with them, I, it was all just brute force. Like, I mean, maybe I had a couple moves, but after like years, I was out a lot during those years, but the times I did make it in, like I've definitely picked up on so much. So you said that people would get in shape, right? It's 100%. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, t tell them the classes that you teach. Cause I'm mentioning jujitsu cause that's my personal favorite, but I love a lot of things you guys do there. So what are the different things? If they get a membership, what are all the things they can experience? So we have different memberships, but uh, you know, I started like strength and conditioning. Uh, we have a really good strength and conditioning program and, and Bill can help me out a little bit too with this, but uh, basically it'll help well round your game out um, for competitions and stuff like that. Uh, it's also, you know, to get you in shape. Uh, like we do a high-intensity interval class that I run on Mondays. 
Uh, Bill runs a Metcon class, metabolic conditioning. For those of you, for those who are listening, might not know the high intensity interval training and Metcon. I don't even know what that is. So, could you guys explain what that is? Yeah. So the the high intensity interval uh, is normally done with lower weights, uh, sometimes body weight, and then it's interval. So you're going as you know high intense as you can for a certain amount of time or or round period, and then you have a break in, in that time. And okay. Then, and then the do you, you want to go with the Metcon? Yeah. So and then the difference with the Metcon would then be we're trying to jack your heart rate up eighty percent, something that you can maintain, and we're gonna see how long you can hold your heart rate and your intensity level at a at a given point at a given threshold. So hit the high intensity interval training. We jack it up. You recover. You get it up. You recover. Metcon. It's more of an endurance at a high intensity that you have to hold. Uh, so in HIT, you might be lifting 15, 20 pounds max. Metcon, we're going to go a little bit heavier. Um, lower reps, uh, you could run. You could do the battle ropes, box jumps. It's more like a cross-training uh, type, of, type of class. You know, when I see people live, leaving um, adrenaline fitness, they don't look like the people who are leaving instincts HIT and uh, Metcon classes. And I'm talking about people who are in great shape. I mean, they're smiling, but they are exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, we're getting ready for a very specific purpose. Uh, if you come to one of our strength and conditioning classes, it is designed for combat sports. So every class that we teach, it's going to translate to how you do, uh, how you perform on the mat. So, we have a very specific purpose uh, of why we're training. So that might be why. And don't forget about powerlifting. Uh, we also do a powerlifting class. Is that its own thing? Like you have a specific time for powerlifting? Yeah, on Saturdays. Um, what are you guys doing? Like deadlifts and dead, stuff like that? Yeah, uh, deadlifts, hang cleans, power cleans. Um, you're heavier lifts in that time. So it's you know kind of more traditional with weightlifting, but you're just doing it with how would that stuff prepare you for a fight as opposed to your typical bicep curls and, and uh, calf raises and tricep dips and all that? These, why do you pick these specifically? It's like functionality, strength, and, and conditioning. Um, you know, like bicep curls. I mean, it's going to make your biceps look <laughs> if you do a bunch of biceps. They look curls, great, like, don't they? Right, they yeah. look great. But functionality-wise, they're not going to do much for you. But mm. these workouts are full-body workouts that are strengthening your entire, your entire body. <laughs> do they... For someone who doesn't have a lot of punching power, like they're just not genetically gifted with that skill set, can they get more powerful through these types of exercises? Yeah, your Olympic lifting is some of the most explosive lifting that you can do. So when we do our power cleans and hang cleans, just basically you're lifting a weight off the floor to your chest or above your head. You engage your hips, uh, your core, everything's working together. Uh, it's all type two muscle fiber, you're firing it all very, very quick, uh, very hard, and it does translate. So, uh, say wrestling, you're 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 shooting for a takedown, or you're you're trying to sprawl. If you could hang clean or power clean two sixty five, you're going to come through with a different type of force than somebody that can only power clean say a hundred pounds. Mm. So that's what we're training you for uh, Saturdays during our our powerlifting class. 
I can imagine people who are listening to this podcast. A lot of them happen to be like middle-aged women, like mothers of like my, my students, um, just people who have never experienced this stuff. And I'm imagining as I'm hearing this stuff, I'm like, that's awesome. As they might be hearing it, they might be thinking, Oh man, this might not be for me. So like one of the biggest things that like I love about all of the fitness things that we do and all the classes that we do, we make sure that while they may have a purpose, they are still accessible to all levels. Like we have all levels of training, even when it comes to our fitness. I mean, Alex, mothers and 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 doing these classes and she is she's 60 60 plus 63 yeah like she she's doing these and she's rocking out and she's coming every day and she's able to do these at modified versions i mean that's why we have bands um we have different weights we have a very wide arrangement of uh, equipment for different levels of um of athletic fitness I love that. And I also want to talk about Linda. Shout out to you, Linda. Big old smile on my face when I say that. Wonderful, not just a wonderful person, but a friggin' w- w- warrior. When I hear uh, other people who are, you know, in their 60s complaining, I always think back to Linda. Like, she's coming to class with her ankles that are, who even knows what's going on in there anymore. And she runs Zumba. And let's talk about that. So if... If a parent wants to come and bring their kid, which I want to talk about that kids program that is blowing up, um, not only could you bring your kid to, to learn from the best, but can you explain what they can do while their kids are training? Yeah, so they can do Zumba toning class with Linda. Uh, it's a very like high-energy class. It's fun. Um, there's like a little like lightweights that are used and stuff like that. Uh, she always changes up what she's doing. You know, it's basically like a dance like yeah. a fitness class. So. For, so a lot of people I know my age, they start to fall apart a little bit because it's like, I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to do it. That's your time. Like if, if you're considering getting yourself in shape, you don't have to even do the martial arts. Get your kid there. Have them learn how to defend themselves. Have a great time. At the same time, you get to go to the back and have a blast with Linda doing Zumba. I just think it's a brilliant move on, on your guys' part. Right, and what what else are you going to do for, you know, an hour? You drop your kid off and then try to run some errands, or you could, you know, get your workout done and move on with your day. Uh, we also have space and, and room for uh, just lifting. If you wanted to come in, you know, we to just lift and lift weights. Um, I think that's what Bill was going to say, and I stole from him. But I t- is that what you were going to say? <laughs> uh, I was actually going to say uh, Linda Zumba class is actually one of our most popular classes. Is it really? We get phone calls uh, almost every single day about people wanting to come out to, to take her class. And she's been teaching Zumba now for how long, Alec? At least over I think, at, I think about 10 years. At over at the yeah, gym at over here, right? Yeah. And, and she's had clients that have followed her to every gym that she's been to. So, That's how you know. Right. Yeah. Because uh, there's a million instructors out there, you know? Yeah, she's just crazy personable. Like, she's, like, one of the nicest ladies. I've known her since high school, and she's, like, been another mother to me. Has she been, like, a mother oh, to you? Like it's, it's. I would not be doing anything near this if really? it wasn't for Linda. Uh, she drove me to every practice uh, for high school, like for high school wrestling. Like she, all the tournaments throughout the summer. 
I, it was me and Alex. She was the chauffeur. I would love to have <laughs> her in here. She's like one of the best com- conversationalists I know. Do, like, do you do like a three-hour podcast? <laughs> four hours? Yeah, you're, you're going to be in here for a while. It's going to be a long trip. Yeah, sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you will go off track a lot. <laughs> yeah, Linda, it's an open invite. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, I'll let her know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... As a kid, I was picked on like, you know, anybody else, and I was chubby, and uh, I'll never forget the day that I, I started doing martial arts. I mean, the the confidence kicked in, and I wasn't even doing like a mixed martial arts type thing. I was doing, you know, the down block where you bring your hands into chamber, and you put it down there, and a lot of things that are very impractical in, in, a, in a real fight setting. Um, I'd love for you to tell the parents or any of you to tell the parents what their kids are going to get in a class and, and, and what do you think they're going to get out of the class, how, how it's going to impact their lives? Uh, so we, you know, our kids class, we have, we pretty much cover every aspect of mixed martial arts. We do striking, we do grappling, we do the traditional gi jitsu. So pretty much any scenario that your kid might find themselves in, they'll be able to protect themselves uh, it also instills, you know, self-discipline, self-confidence, and really, and self-respect, which is is very important. Uh, and we've had we have kids that have it, you know, have had issues with bullying at school, and you know, this definitely helps put an end to that um, because you know they say like you know the kids that are shy or unconfident, you know, they're usually their heads slouch in the hallway. And they're, you know, they're easily you know, picked so, out. So you're not saying that what you're teaching them is 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 having them go to school and go and kick everyone's butt. Like, it, you're, it's almost like winning a fight that hasn't even started, or, or for lack of a better word, you know, that that's what we're talking about, is that they hold themselves differently? Exactly. So, you know, our kids, I, I would, you know, after a certain amount of time, they're going to be a lot more confident in themselves. Their, their head's going to be able to held up high. They, You know, they're going to be sure that, you know, that there, any kind of obstacle that they're going to face, you know, they're going to be able to deal with it. I think that's a thing with just humans in general. It's, uh, you know, the women who end up getting attacked are the ones who they say look like victims as opposed to someone who's out there confident walking, uh, their chin is picked up because they have that confidence knowing, hey, if someone messes with me, I got my jujitsu. Right. And they say like the best general is the one that never fires a shot. Right. Gets everybody else to back down. Right. Right. So. You know, and, that, and essentially that's what it is. But at the same time, if push comes to shove, like our kids will, you know how to, you know how to defend, know how to defend themselves. Well, they they go ahead, Ozzy. I mean, that's just the reason why we call it self defense. Like we're not te- we're not training bullies. We're we're training people who are protecting themselves and the people who are close to them. I mean, do you really even know any bullies who are working hard in an MMA gym? If your kid is taking MMA or is learning a martial art, they're not going to be a bully. Um, and we actually had one of our students that is uh, younger, uh, was out at recess and got into an altercation. It was not something that he started. There was another uh, little boy, I guess, that went after him. He took the kid down, held him down, and just – didn't hit the kid, didn't attack the kid any further, just controlled the situation and said, I knew if I wanted to hurt him, I could have, but I was already in control of the situation. It didn't need to go any further. This is a little kid that had that type of awareness. Wow. 
Is that not like exactly what, what we strive for, right? He, he didn't even have to throw a punch. Um, so a lot of parents or just people in general might not know the differences, you know, that they know movie martial arts or maybe Bruce Lee or uh, who knows where they're Van Damme. What is jujitsu and why is it so effective? Um, jujitsu is, um, it's a grappling art. I mean, it's meant to get up close and personal. Uh, it's called the gentle art. Um, oh. it does nothing really. Oh, <laughs> really? It, in my opinion. Um, well, what you're trying to do is you're trying to control, uh, your opponent. Uh, you're trying to manipulate them in a way that is advantageous to you. Um, without being overly brutal. I mean, we're not throwing a lot of strikes. We're not, like, trying to beat our opponent's face in. Um, we're really just trying to control them and subdue them. I mean, we're trying to restrain them for the most part. Uh, when we talk about it being practical, it's kind of like that situation that Bill just talked about. Like, we're trying to hold our opponent down, control them, make them give up without using excessive force. Um, it, it's not meant to be super aggressive it's meant to be more of a um restraining type deal i would love to explain to the listeners what it feels like because so so even though i'm just a white belt i have been grappling with people ever since i wanted to be a pro wrestler at like five uh when i'm grappling with a white belt i feel pretty in control i i feel like you know at at, at any time either uh perhaps i can catch a submission i feel good like i i feel like, I'm not worried. Then if I go and I grapple someone like O.C. or Alec, I haven't grappled Bill, but I'm really scared. <laughs> now, I'm looking forward to that, man. Uh, it's a different feeling. Someone who's watching on the outside will have no freaking clue. They just see two people rolling around. But, God, man, you're, 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 you're rolling with O.C. and you're in danger wherever you are. Like, I could be on top in, in, in what would consider what people consider to be a pretty dominant position maybe, but I don't feel dominant <laughs> in the least bit. You know, I know I'm just one wrist lock or, and he's just in total control. What people can't see are, are just the little movements and uh, the, the muscle memory he's developed over what, like a, over a decade, right? Like, um, yeah. I've been training for about 16 years or so. 16 years. Yeah. Uh, and, and doesn't matter how strong you are, where you come from. When it comes to jujitsu, it's about putting in the hours, putting in the work, and, and and just doing the reps over and over again. And that's coming from someone who, who who's, you know, fairly new to the art. When you go to a taekwondo school, or you go to a karate school, it's like you show up for, fill in the card. I've been here seventeen times. Time for my next belt. Filled in the card seventeen times. Uh, time for my next belt. Um, would you guys be able to explain? What makes a student earn their next stripe or even as a huge thing? You know, in some schools, earning a belt is just, it is what it is. If you earn a belt at instinct, it means a lot. What do people have to do to earn a belt or even just a stripe when they come to your school? So this is something that the coaches, uh, we've been talking about this since before the school even opened. What do we want our students to be at each level? Uh, so for our white belts, we're coming out with a curriculum in January that will basically walk the student through each stripe at their white belt. So there's four stripes at the white belt level, and each stripe is going to basically cover a different component of jiu-jitsu. So that way we know 
that all of our four-stripe white belts, we know what each one of them knows. We know that they all know how to break fall. We know that they're starting to learn how to put techniques together. We know that they know all their positions. So at white belt level, everyone's going to be at the same uh, starting point. Once you hit blue belt, though, uh, that's when we're expecting uh, our blue belts to be at a little bit higher level, um, meaning that some people give can give a blue belt out at, say, nine months or really? right at one year. You can become a blue belt. And we're really thinking that it, our blue belts are probably going to be more like a year and a half to two years in before they get their blue belt. We want to make sure that uh, anybody that's coming to our school uh, that rolls with our blue belts knows that that's really a blue belt. Mm-hmm. And then for our white belts to look at the blue belts like that's the level that they want to be at, uh, they can really count on that the blue belts know what they're doing. It's funny, man. When I think about the day where I finally earned my blue belt, like I look at, I think about that as I used to think about as earning my black belt in Taekwondo. Like it's so hard to describe to someone who doesn't go in there and, and train you know, over and over again, who wants to just constantly get better, wants to impress his, uh, his instructors. Yeah. And it's just the next belt. It's literally the second belt in jujitsu. And that's how much it means. Like I dream about it. I think about it a lot. Like that day where I finally have done enough to earn my blue belt. Like, Ooh, that's going to be a, such a sick feeling. Like, but you got to keep it in perspective. That's that's the beginning of the journey. Yes. I, like, that is definitely a step, and it's a very, very important one. Um, but we're still moving. Like, like we, we don't, we're we looking for you, yeah, to get that blue belt, but then we want you to get that purple belt. Then we want you to get that brown belt. Like, we want to see you as a black belt one day. So many people build up that blue belt to be like that <laughs> black belt. Um, <laughs> that most people actually quit. At no blue way. Belt. It's the biggest drop off. People drop off at blue? That is the biggest drop-off in the sport. Blue I would belt. have thought for whatever reason it would be purple because they've purple you've been in it for a long time. Oh, at that point, you're committed. Like, like you, oh. you, yeah, you got jumped in. Like, you're, you're completely a part of the, the whole the whole culture now. Like, you you have tattoos but that, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> nah, blue belt. Like, you'll get a blue belt, and then you'll be like, all right, see you tomorrow. They're like, yeah, and they're gone. <laughs> have like, you guys seen this? This is something this you guys is, have seen? Yeah, plenty of times. <laughs> really? Yeah. Gosh, man. But that's also a reason why we have the high standard for our blue belts. We want our blue belts to feel like, all right, I've put in the time. There's no way I'm leaving now. Mm. People also at blue belt think that they know what jujitsu is all about. Who are these people, dude? (laughs) Who are these people? Because I know for a fact I'm going to be in it 10 years. Like, I still won't know what jujitsu is like. There's so much it's really it, it's really a brilliant art that uh, you could just turn in your mind all day long of how to reverse this how to defend this how to always be on offense while well, defense and i'm talking from a white belt like i can imagine what you guys are thinking every time i'm watching the ufc sometimes it looks like nothing's going on but you know it's like man what's he trying to figure out how to get out of what how is he going to get up from that position there's so much to learn. I can't imagine a blue belt really thinking that he knows anything. Uh, it's it's very easy to feel confident in not knowing what you don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so, I mean, like, I'm, I'm a black belt, and I'm still learning every day. Like, I still go to seminars. I still watch other black belts. I, I These, like, the sport is changing so much. Uh, it is nowhere near what it was when I first started. 
Um, so I'm still learning every day. What 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 kind of changes have you seen? Uh, leg locks. Leg, leg locks are the big are one, huh? Way more um, prominent now than they were when I first started. When I first started, you don't touch the feet as a white belt. Yeah, it was kind a of a belt. weird thing, right? People really nixed the the ankle locks and the knee bars. Yep, and I loved it. I was a wrestler. It was my favorite thing to not have people touch my feet. <laughs> um, by the time I got to purple and um, brown belt. That's when it started really picking up with the leg locks, and it's a whole new game. Have it's you ever seen um, Ryan Hall fight? You ever oh, see yeah. Ryan Hall? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. This guy, it's taking some got times they're black belts in jiu-jitsu, and he's just wrapping up their legs in a matter of five seconds over. Not his second on the last fight. It didn't go so well. No, no, he got knocked <laughs> out, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but so he, he, made, he made, made a comeback. It can work against you if you're so confident in that thing. Well, that's all he goes it. for, right? Right. right. Like, he's not winning by anything else other than that little spinny loop-de-loop. <laughs> I don't even know how he does it, man. But he does it to a lot of people. Like, people right. don't want to fight him because of it, it seems. Right. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, what do they call him, the wizard or something? Yeah. Um, so I've spoken to Alec and OC at length on this podcast before. But, Bill, uh, I'd love to know. I have, First of all, uh, I mean this. Like, I have a ton of respect for you. I've just started learning in your classes, but as a teacher, I'm a big fan of your teaching style and uh, the way you hold yourself, and you clearly have a, a ton of skills. Um, what started you out on this journey of martial arts? So martial arts, like I said, I started Taekwondo when I was four years old, so pretty early on, and uh, I think I have to give some credit to the Ninja Turtles, the Power Rangers, can I get a fist bump yeah, right old, here? Uh, which, which one's your favorite? Uh, looking back, it was definitely the Power Rangers that got me into it. I mean, which turtle? Oh, which turtle? Leonardo. Man, you and OC with your katanas. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. Yeah. Michelangelo for life. <laughs> you are a Michelangelo. I kind of am. I know. It's a big influence there. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I started at an early age. I was always dressing up uh, for Halloween as like a ninja, doing a different ninja costume. So I was just always naturally into martial arts. Um, started playing other sports, baseball, football, throughout high school. And then in college, uh, started getting back into martial arts. It was where I just kind of landed uh, so you naturally. Spent a, you spent a good 10 years or so without training? Yeah, so I took a month of jujitsu while I was in high school. Just a quick stint when I was about 14. Did it for like legit 30 days and then... Just football season started again, so I had to stop and and focus on football. Uh, But in college, I actually did wushu, which is... What? Wushu. Uh, Yeah, it only really focuses on forms. It's more of a gymnastic style of martial arts. Not really what I was looking for, but it was... For anyone listening, a form is like a series of moves, correct? Yeah, so it's a it's a it's almost like a choreographed dance, but with punches, kicks. Uh, if you have a weapon, you could do it with a weapon, um, but it just wasn't what I was looking for. I needed uh, something a little bit more. I knew I wasn't really, you know, you're throwing punches and kicks into the air. Mm. It wasn't going to be practical. Uh, so I started doing kickboxing at a UFC gym out in Turnersville, and they. We're doing jujitsu in the back, and every time I would go in and do my kickboxing class, you know, my eyes would always just kind of find themselves looking towards the back of the room, watching the guys do jujitsu. And eventually, what, what about it? You think? I just knew uh, from watching the UFC that 
jujitsu was what would win you fights. Mm. It was the ultimate force multiplier. If you were a smaller guy, you could take out the bigger guy. If if uh, you're listening and you've never been educated to MMA, MMA really a lot of it started because of the, those early days of UFC where these dream matches could finally happen, where a sumo guy could fight a karate guy to boxing. But in the end, it was generally jujitsu and Hoist Gracie that uh, put an end to all that. Yeah, it just showed how learning a technique and applying it a certain way, it doesn't matter how big you are, you could, if you apply something the right way, it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah, so you started training jiu-jitsu at the UFC gym? I did about six months there, uh, hopped around at a couple gyms after that, landed at 609 in Egg Harbor Township, shout out 609, uh, Steve, Steve McGee, Jose Gonzalez. Um, great gym, uh, still affiliated with them, still go out and train with those guys. Um, and then, uh, I met Alec along the way and we've trained together before I met OC along the way, we've trained together and, uh, you, are, you are brown belt, brown belt or black, uh, brown belt. Yep. H- who did you earn your brown belt from? Uh, 609. Okay. Yeah, and are you still training with those guys? Like, are you working towards the black? Or I am. Uh, it's definitely hard with the gym. I wish I could get out there more. Yeah, uh, I think about that with you three because you guys are dealing with all us, all us newbies. So I wonder if you guys get you know your own time in. Yeah, it's hard. Um, just we spend a lot of time on the mat as it is, but spending time on the mat as a student is it's work. Teaching isn't work. Spending time as a student now that you've taught so long. That's where it's work. Mm. Uh, so it's a little bit harder to get in there as a student, but I have every intention on continuing. You know, I'm, I still am a student. You're always going to be a student at jiu-jitsu, so. Yeah, yeah. But you're also, you're not just a martial artist. You're a, a military man as well. Um, are, you, are you still serving? Yeah, I'm currently in the Army National Guard, uh, serving for New, the state of New Jersey. So you could be sent out. Any time or? Uh, I mean, the way it works in the National Guard, uh, like the big deployments are scheduled on a five-year rotation. So you, you have a heads up with that. But if there is a natural disaster or uh, like COVID, we had COVID missions. January 6th, we had people in D.C. Uh, those are the things that could just pop up yeah. sporadically. Yeah. God, you're a respectable dude, man. Brown belt jiu-jitsu, serving our country. So much respect. Um now, before we get to the chat pack in a little bit, uh, there's a couple other things I want to talk about. For one, we got to give some shout outs. Can we talk about uh, my friend Wing and Nicole? Yeah, what what are Wing and Nicole? I mean, they, they play a big part in Instinct, right? Yeah, uh, Nicole Nicole was on here before. Yeah, if you didn't hear that before, check it out. She's telling the story of how uh, she did want to compete. She never trained martial arts before. She started training. She was just dancing before that and she went to a couple competitions didn't go her way and after uh many many hours of hardcore training she got that hand raised and uh it was was a hell of a story that i'll be telling you know the girl campers and the my girl students and eventually my little daughter sora who will one day be at instinct for sure i'm sure (laughs) yeah oh man she needs to. She's got those three big bros, and it's constantly <laughs> WWE she's, in my house. It's going to be a terror for every, every kid. Oh, on yeah. That that with three, big, three older brothers. Yeah, dude. Like, and then you see your, like, Jaden and, and Casey and how, how they're just so naturally just athletic and strong and everything like that that they can, you know, 
because of your schedule and everything, they don't, they get to train probably not as much as the other kids, but they come in there and they're, you know, the force to be reckoned with. Yeah, know? well, we figured it out now. We can finally show up at least, like, one or two days a week and do the full three-hour cool. thing, yeah. which we're absolutely loving. Awesome. Like, thank God, I've been waiting for this for a long time. But, yeah, it just and training with you guys and then uh, going to Naga – like their their confidence. When I say Naga, that's a North American Grappling Association where it's nerve wracking. Like there's a lot of people watching. You're fighting someone you've never met. You're fighting for a medal. Uh, you want to win. It's it's a scary thing. But um, through doing that, I feel like they've grown so much and they've experienced things that most people don't get to experience. It's not the same as going out on the soccer field with ten of your friends and, and, and facing another ten kids. This is you one on one. You get one shot, usually one or two shots and two matches, and three minutes later it's over, you know, and it's a battle. It's combat. Right. It kind of goes back to what I was saying before about that confidence booster and, you know, uh, uh, overcoming obstacles and, and, you know, dealing with that at an early age so that when you're older, when these things happen, and there's, you know, a lot of of things nowadays with social media and, and everything, um, that there's a lot of obstacles I think that people have to overcome. That well, how many times have you seen it now where, like, adults never have put themselves in that situation? And, and those are those same adults who probably will never come to instinct just out of fear of, I don't know, being judged or failure. Because they feel like that, you know, a situation where they're, they're, where they're getting attacked will never happen. And it's just, you just can't guarantee that. How do you know? Yeah, and even that, wouldn't you want to walk around with the confidence? Like, I have that confidence. If I was you guys, I would have that confidence times 12, where I walk around and I know no one's going to attack me. If they do that, we'll see what happens, man. I'm not not putting up with that because I know if someone attacks me, it's not going to be an MMA guy like you guys. So it's who who, who attacks people, you know? It's people who are desperate and and probably uh, don't have the discipline of a true martial artist. So to have that courage to go out to your gym, go to Naga, and, and, and show everyone that you're willing to look in the face of fear, it'll affect your whole life. It'll affect your every single day because you will have that confidence. I want to know what your plans are for the future. I mean, it's hard to believe that this, when did you open up? Uh, April of this year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so new. It's hard to believe when you look in that gym. First of all, dude, you blew up. <laughs> I mean, the kids class is packed. Yeah. Almost almost weekly we have a new kid in class. So Yeah. How yeah. are you getting all these people? It's a lot of it's word of mouth. A lot of it's just word of mouth and you know, someone knows someone that just kind of branches off from there. Yeah. You know why I like recommending uh, kids coming to your class or even adults is because it, you do, if you recommend them go to a, a different gym or school, a lot of times those other gyms or school will they'll pressure you and it's like, well, let's sign up for three months. Or, well, let's just do the year package. And, and, you know, you haven't even really gotten your foot in the door before they're trying to make sure you sign up before you get out of there. You guys, you're not... You're not, I don't want, persistence not the word, but you're not aggressive like that. You just want people to come and let the product speak for itself. Right, and that's something that, like, from years of doing it and being at different gyms, when you sign up, it's like signing up, you know, like you're buying a car. You're signing a contract, usually for, like, a year, and you can't get out of it, and and you realize a couple months in, like, ah, this isn't for me, and you try to get out of it, and then you go, you know. Stuck. (laughs) Right, right. So, you know, we don't don't do any kind of long-term contract like that. Um you know, and, and I think, um, 
Yeah, I mean, like you're signing up for a gym. You're not. You're not signing up to. You're you know. You're not buying a house. You're not buying a car. You're not getting married. You know, you're sign. You're you're coming to a gym. You want to work out. You want to see what it's all about. Like your kids, you don't know if your kids gonna like it or not. And then you get stuck in these long term contracts. We've heard a thousand horror stories. That's just not who we are. We've been, and since we've been on that side of it for so long. Now that we're on the other side of it, you just never want to put somebody in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, you seem like you, you want, obviously, you know, the more the merrier, uh, and that's good for your business. But you, you guys definitely give off the vibe that you want people there who want to be there and want to learn. You're not just in it for the money. And I think that that's um, really big with the culture. Uh, I mean, we want people who are happy being there. Like we will, we don't want to have to sell ourselves. We want you to want to be in that environment because if you want to be there, you're going to be happy. You're going to be pleasant. When new people come in, they're going to be training with people who are happy in their situation. And that's kind of what we want our culture to be. Our culture, it should be a family type vibe, but we get after it when it's time to work. Yeah, you do, man. Yeah, you do. I, I used to make the mistake of going to the gym the day of, of going to you guys <laughs> on my break. I'd live, that was a, Ooh, that was a mistake. <laughs> You're going to your school is, is all the workout I need. And ever since my pectoral tear, I don't lift heavy anymore anyway. So it's just, that, that's all I need. And I feel better too through the body weight, weight exercises you do and just everything else with the cardio and, um, the mental aspect of it too. I just always feel so good afterwards. So kind of going back to what you were saying before, like what our long-term goals are is that uh, our gym would be your gym. Like you wouldn't need any other gym to go to. All your needs are are fit there. So on the fitness aspect, you know, we have everything you need. And then, you know, the market. So what what would you say to someone who, you know, really just is, is just wants to be in good shape? What are all the things they can get from you guys to make sure that they get that well-rounded fitness like you, you mean in terms of classes? Or well, I mean, if I were to go to the gym, I would, back in the day, it's chest day, so I'm going to hit my, my flies, I'm going to hit my presses, my dumbbells, and then I'm going to go on the cardio machine for 30 minutes and walk out, and there's my workout. So I think, like, if you're looking on Instagram or you're whatever, you're looking at somebody's physique and you're saying, wow, you really like that person's physique and that's what you want for yourself, it's really hard to just go into a gym and get that. And the reason being is, most of those people, you know, a lot of times you're looking at an athlete's figure and you're saying, that's that's what I want to look like. Well, an athlete isn't training to be a bodybuilder. An athlete's training to be an athlete. So if you're just going to the gym and lifting weights, thinking that you're going to get an athlete's body, it's just not going to work out. You have to actually be doing some type of coordinated activity where you're working multiple muscle groups at one time. You're not just sitting there doing concentration curls, right? That could be beneficial in certain aspects, but to put together that whole package that you probably are looking for, you need to be training as a complete package. And that's the type of classes that we have. And it also, a lot of times it doesn't even feel like you're working out, right? Mm. You're learning something. So glad you mentioned that. Yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll go, like I said, I'm there for the three hours, I'm there for the long haul, and a lot of times I'm like, man, it's almost over already, like, I feel like I just got here, as opposed to the gym, man, that could, 30 minutes could feel like two hours. And the good thing about that is that, yeah, we have those classes, and that is what we're really about, but we do have the equipment that if you want to just come in and lift heavy, you can like, I mean, if we're running a class and the equipment's open, like we have a squat rack, we have a bench, we have dumbbells, like you can come in 
and lift um, your heavier weights or your Olympic lifts and come in for our um, and just do that if that's what you want to do. So when he's saying that he we want to be your gym, we're giving those classes, but we're also allowing the equipment to uh, do those other things that you would do at another gym. Yeah. Yeah, and and I want to bring up one thing that I wasn't even thinking about earlier is, uh, you know, gym t- gym gym intimidation. I think is a word. God, man, there's something about going to instinct and choking each other, punching each other in the face. Which don't worry if you're new, you don't have to worry about that stuff. But uh, when you've been at it for a couple of years, like me, and many years like these guys, that's what we're going for. Like the other day, we did what like 40 minutes of sparring, followed by man, you're insane jujitsu class. It was just. But afterwards, those guys who were there, like, I didn't even barely know them. Now when I see them, I give them a big old hug. It's like, there's a crazy camaraderie, right? Like, something about putting, pushing each other. Yeah, working up that sweat, pushing each other to exhaustion. Uh, And then afterwards, it's like, you feel great and and you feel closer as friends. It's really a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, Anyone who wants to sign up or, or find out more information, where should we point them? Uh, you can go to our Instagram fitness or instinct underscore fitness underscore MMA instinct gym.com. Uh, we're in blueberry crossing right off the white horse pike in Hamilton. The best thing that you could do though, is just come in, take a class, take three classes, see, see what you like. You can hang out all night, come all week, do whatever you want. Um, we'll talk to you all night. We can go over strategies, game plans, figure out what you're really looking for. Um, and point in the right direction. But really the best thing that anybody can do is just come in and try a class. Show up. Just show up. It's not scary, guys. It, it, it's, it looks scary on TV. You come in, you, you say hi to us. It's all smiling faces. Nobody's going to bully you. Nobody's going to pick on you or hurt you, fight you, anything like that. That's not what this is about. This is a legitimate sport. It's a training environment. And uh, that's... You know, it's it's a culture of respect. People are some of the nicest people in the world, man. Absolutely. And we talked a lot about our jujitsu and our grappling and stuff like that, but we have a very good uh, and in-depth striking program as well. Our boxing and kickboxing that Alec runs is very good. Lots of skill levels, lots of different ages. If you're not into having somebody like so close to you in your personal space for <laughs> grappling, um, getting into those striking classes is a great workout, and it does build that confidence of being able to use your hands and legs and move, and it's a good time. So I definitely recommend, even if you're just coming in to check some stuff out, that's a great place to dip your toe in the water. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I recommend jujitsu to anybody, but I get it. Not everyone wants to be hugged. By uh, five different sweaty people. If that's not something you're interested in, go straight for that striking class because you will get a killer workout. I just started it. Like, I haven't done striking since Taekwondo. So being able to throw punches again and kicks and hitting pads, man, it feels good. All right, guys. Since, Bill, it's your first time here, you get to point to one of these. I'll read it to you. and Hopefully you guys have an answer for it. That yellow guy right there. All right. I know you guys are sports fans. At least I know you two are. Sports fan, Bill? Uh, a little bit so so all right if you could have been there to witness any specific moment in sports history talking i'll even throw pro wrestling in there mma football whatever what moment in sports history would you choose to be there in person honestly uh anything modern you could just watch that on tv so 
Can't be anything too recent. I don't know. I'd have to say, I don't know if this counts as a sport, but just any event that happened in the Coliseum, you know, we'll call that a sport. We'll go back to those days uh, or like the original Olympics or something like that, like thousands of years ago. Whoa, that's a great answer, dude. What would you want to see specifically in there? Like Maximus Decimus Aurelius. Yeah, like let's <laughs> let's see what they were really all about. Like if they, I heard they would flood the Coliseum. They had yeah. had ship battles. Ship in battles. There. They had the maze underneath. A, a lion versus some poor prisoner. Hey, let's see what happens if a net and a spear fights a sword and a shield. Like crazy stuff, dude. Crazy stuff. Uh, I've read some crazy stuff. I used to be a history teacher. Uh, there's one story. I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, a man, he was uh, quote unquote a criminal. Who knows what his crime was? But they, uh, ha- they're they going to have him fight a lion. And uh, the lion comes up. The guy's getting ready to be eaten alive. And the lion just comes up and like kind of snuggles up next to the, the prisoner. And they're trying to poke and prod this lion. People are throwing stuff at it. And no matter what, they can't get this lion to hurt this man. And eventually they give up and they let the man live. And when he was asked by the emperor, like, what did you do to tame this beast? He said, just a few weeks ago, I found him injured with a tooth inside of his leg. And I pulled it out. And uh, he must remember me because I saved his life and now he saved mine. That's probably total BS. <laughs> but I always thought that was a pretty badass story. Yeah, he had a little stake in his pocket or something. <laughs> yeah. Gladiator, man. That's one of my favorites. I can't wait till my kids are old enough for that one. Yeah, good answer, dude. How about you guys? Oh, easily for me. It'd be the, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I've never experienced 100%. anything like that until I moved yeah. to this town and saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, and if I was there in person, um, I would love to have been there when Jackie Robinson first took the took the field. Mm, uh, I think that would have been yeah. I think that for me would have been pretty cool. I don't even like baseball, but like uh, that, but like that story, um, like seeing the movie, reading about it, studying it in school, like that is something that I would have loved to have seen. I, a close second would have been Muhammad Ali knocking out George Foreman. Oh. <laughs> That's got to be a really close second. That would have been <laughs> it, it, very close second. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the movie? I think it was just called Robinson. Or uh, forty-two. Forty-two. The number, right? Yeah, with uh, Chadwick Boseman. So good, so good, guys. Um, first of all, I want to give my own shout out to Wing. Wing, thank you for uh, Wing was with you since the beginning, right? Yeah, since Wing, he was a white belt. Yeah, yeah. Since the beginning, um, he's like the loyal soldier. You know, like whatever, whatever you need done. Like Wing will be there. He's babysitting my kids. He's babysitting my kids (laughs) while I'm training. Yeah. It's amazing. He goes with everybody that, you know, and he makes everybody feel very welcome. Um, And he really, like, uh, I never feel like he's annoyed when I'm asking him a million questions. He's always, yeah. Wing loves to answer questions. He sure does. He's very very personable also. Wing is a, he's the epitome of what we want our students to be. Mm. He is legit a people person he's very welcoming and he'll definitely help people through their struggles in jiu-jitsu and just he'll listen to you uh he's, he's a very 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 good person yeah that, if you that, come to the gym for the first time look out for wing that's why he's got his own key too right there <laughs> so oh he's he got his own key he's got his own key so you can it's take a big deal talk to you. yeah guys we mentioned a few people but <laughs> he'll be there for a while he'll be there wait for him yeah so is there anyone out there in the world you want to give a shout out to before we head out 
feel like I'm obligated to say, hi, Steph. <laughs> the wife? <laughs> My wife. I've had people get in trouble for that. So, yeah, good, good man. Good man. Anyone else? Yeah. Uh, I know you're not going to listen to this because you can't, but hi, Mel. How are you? <laughs> She's not gonna listen. To Mel this. can't listen to this. She she can't. She get like two like five minutes. And it's too weird for her. She tried to listen to the other ones. Didn't didn't happen. Couldn't, couldn't uh, do it. Yeah. All so. right. It's not for everybody. She doesn't have the attention span either. Honestly, I can all say right. this all because she's not gonna listen. To it. <laughs> 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 That's why you just put this stuff at the end. Yeah. It's like, well, if you made it here, yeah. just to let you know, we talked about your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Anyone else OC? Are we closing up shop? Um, I'll give a shout out to my dog, Belladonna, and uh, Kiva. I know you guys also won't listen to this because you guys don't have thumbs. <laughs> yeah, right on, guys. Hey, thank you. Thank you for the education. It's, I'm from someone who's always teaching other people. It's nice to be able to go there and have awesome teachers such as yourself show me the best. So thank you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Instinct. <laughs> <laughs>